views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. To the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have you all tune us in, turn us on. But before we get jumping here, we got a great show. You know, I love that conversation that, uh, you know, Claudette was having right there. How juicy does this get? And right now we're getting ready to kick it up another one. You know why? Guess why, Benny? Do you want to know why? Why? What's up? The hero is you. Why is the hero me? Just me or is it anybody? No, it's you. Oh, okay. Good. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, I was told it's you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All of us are listening in. I'm the hero. Uh, can we have like some kind of music throughout the show today talk about that sure well i'm excited about this because i get to talk with somebody that has written this book uh the hero is you sharpen your focus conquer your demons and become the writer you are born oh boy this is written for me you were born you were born to be yep Many of you out there have heard me talk about the book that I've been writing for 14 years that is just not getting written. And you're thinking, what's the problem with that? Well, here we go. I'm joined by Kendra Levin today, certified life coach for writers, as well as children's book editor, teacher and writer. Uh, She has been literally being out there in the world since the the 08-ness of 2008, helping writers, other creative artists all over the world meet their goals and connect more deeply with their work in themselves. Senior editor at what? Publishing company, Penguin. She has worked for over a decade. So that means she has seen a lot of manuscripts, I think. Um, taught classes to everyone from media professions to prison inmates. And you know what? I think we do all have a story inside of us, but I want to know what she thinks. Wow. Kendra, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. And now that I know your secret ulterior motive for bringing me on, so I can help you write your book. (laughs) Well, actually, I got to tell you, the secret ulterior motive is to explain to my listeners why I'm not writing a book. (laughs) But, you know, we've had so many people call into the show that are really kind of like that. You know, they have an idea inside, you know, and we here, Benny and I have heard this more times than we can even begin to tell you from our listeners to say they know there's something inside of themselves that is waiting to come out, that is waiting to be born, and they just don't understand why it is so difficult to do it. And yet at the same time, there are people that have listened to the show that have said, yeah, I wrote the book and I've gone through the process and I read all of the other books out there to say how to do it, how to write a proposal. And oh, it didn't turn out the way that I want. Yeah. But let's talk. But I mean, you've probably heard this and a million other things, haven't you? For sure. Yeah. 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 But is it really the key point to remember that? There is a hero 
that part of this is not always about getting published or, you know what I mean? But it's about identifying, like you say in the book, our gifts and our, and our vulnerabilities. Isn't yeah. that really the sweet spot? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think whether you're a writer or whether you, um, you know, whoever you are, I think that that's really where everything begins is sort of looking at, all right, well, what do I have to give to the world? Um, and what are the areas that I could still work on? Because we all have areas like that, and it doesn't mean, like, I, I wouldn't call them weaknesses. I call them vulnerabilities because it's where we're vulnerable, but we can still grow. Yeah. You know, can we talk about the gifts? Ha, ha, have you found that people, and, and you talk about this in the book, um, I love the fact that you're starting the book out by talking, you know, bringing something forth from Joseph, Joseph Campbell. I love that. And I love the hero with the thousand faces, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. What have you found is one of the greatest challenges and obstacles, either for yourself or for people you've worked with, in accepting the fact that they, too, they, too, are heroes? Well, I think, you know, there's a real sense in our culture about the word hero. It has so many different meanings. Sometimes it gets really overused. Sometimes people are reluctant to take it on because they feel like, oh, well, I haven't saved anybody's life or I haven't, you know, done something really dramatic um, like a superhero in, you know, a Marvel movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that what what people need to remember, what I always try to remind myself, you know, and I have a hard time with this as well, is mm-hmm. that being a hero it's, it's really, it's not something so fancy or inflated. It really just means kind of acknowledging who you are, acknowledging what you bring, um, and sort of where you are on your own kind of journey through life, um, and being willing to learn, being open to adventure, being open to possibility, and, um, and like taking everything that you learn and really applying it to what you're doing. You know, if there's a goal you're trying to accomplish, if there's something you're trying to do, really um, doing doing the work, like doing, really doing and studying and, and sort of uh, doing everything that it takes to move you incrementally toward what it is that you are seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. We're out in the world. We all believe we have a voice. I didn't know in a million years, Kendra, that this would be my voice. You know, I'm a girl from the Bronx who stuttered most of my high school years and I wish I could say like you that I went to school and I decided, oh, like, let's do uh, journalism, broadcasting or whatever this is called. We call it positive talk. We call it talk from the heart. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It was completely intuitive. I dialed the wrong phone number and I didn't hang up. And here we are 14 years later. What is it within you? What is it within the hero within you? Right. Kendra Levin, the hero within you. What do you want to bring forth in this world? What a great question, Dr. Pat. I know and- they should have warned you. They, did, they didn't tell you. They no, probably told it. you. Okay, I good. I love it. I yeah, love it yeah. because I, that's I a question that I, I, I ask myself, you know, and I think that anybody who's a curious person and who wants to have an impact on the world does ask themselves that question. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, what's been driving me for such a long time is the same thing. Um, I, I wrote a lot when I was a young person, when I was, you know, kid and everything. Um, when I was a, in college, a play I wrote got produced off Broadway, which was a really exciting experience for me. Um, 
and was also really scary because I was putting myself out there. I was being vulnerable and um, I felt a lot of pressure afterwards to kind of keep pushing myself and I didn't really know where I was going. And having that whole experience and going through sort of the difficulties and the pressures of trying to be a professional writer um, led me back to kind of like my core, which is to help writers go through all the difficult things that the creative process entails. And that's what led me to become an editor. That's what led me to teach. Um, that's what led me to become a life coach and work with writers and other creative people. And then ultimately that's what led me to write this book. So kind of all the things I've done as a professional for the past, you know, decade plus have all really come out of the same place of just really wanting to help writers and other creative people express themselves, make their voices heard and feel less alone and more, um, kind of supported and nurtured in the creative experience. Mm hmm here we are today. I have heard that coming in, coming out of this year, coming into next year, that there is an energy. Some people call it an energy. Some people call it, you know, a reflection of our pop culture. And and, and I got to tell you, not since I was a little kid, I'm older than you, maybe a little bit, but I'm older than you. Actually, I'm, I'm quite a few years older than you. But the point is this, as a kid growing up, we grew up in a time where we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have like 3D, 4D, 5D, all the Ds. We couldn't watch a movie on our phones. My God, it was still like a dial phone, right? Mm -hmm. But we had these things that we grew up with in as the world started to change in media. There were heroes. I mean, think about it. The whole comic book craze, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're coming 360. And we're recognizing the importance of heroes in the world. I would love to ask you this question and have you really talk about this. And the way you talk about it is a fabulous book is how do we learn to be the hero that we want to be in the world? And how does writing about it set us free? Boom. We'll be right back. I, I gave you a little warning that that was the question, right? So you could think about it. So when we come back, <laughs> we're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Kendra. This is a fabulous book for those of you out there. I mean, I'm telling you, this book opens up the door for you to unleash the hero within. We'll be right back. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com. That's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 9 Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. 
would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together as technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltech Chair. The Soltech Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. My dad is my hero. My superhero doesn't wear a black cape, but he knows how to fly. He truly believes. Wow. Welcome back, everyone. Kendra Levin. Kendra, before we jump in and talk about the book and talk about the questions, uh, I would love for you to share with our listeners, first of all, how can they find out more about you? And then where can they get a copy of the book? So websites, Facebook, social media, anything you want to give people, please do it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So my website is KendraCoaching.com. So just my name and coaching.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Kendra Levin. You can find me on Instagram. And again, it's just my name, Kendra Levin. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Kendra Levin, Life Coach for Writers. Um, and you can find the book pretty much everywhere books are sold. Um, it's uh, available uh, from chains like Barnes & Noble. It's available from Amazon. And, of course, it's available at uh, your local independent bookstore. And you can also order through IndieBound.com. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That juicy question. Yeah. That juicy question. I would love, I would love to believe you know, here I am, right? I didn't even name the show. The listeners named the show and <laughs> Benny named the show Dr. Pat show. I didn't even do that. Um, I would love to believe that there's a hero inside me. Some days I'm telling you, I can feel like Wonder Woman. And some days I feel like the villain that Wonder Woman just beat up. Mm. Help me out here. <laughs> Well, so there's a lot to it, and, you know, I dig into it throughout the book. But where I would start is um, 
you know, so the original definition of the word hero, it's like comes from Greek. And what it sort of literally means is to protect and to serve. So a hero is somebody who protects what's important to them and who serves a greater cause. And so to me, where you start with feeling like a hero is thinking about what is it in my life that I want to protect, whether it's, um, you know, your own kind of like creativity, your own work that you want to do, um, or whether it's something else. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of different things that we want to protect, but kind of protecting that means putting some space around it, putting some time toward it, and really um, making whatever is important to you a real priority in your life. Um, and then serving, you know, serving kind of a bigger cause. A question that I ask uh, writers and creative people a lot is, what do you want your work to do for the world? You know, how do you want it to add to the world? What do you want it to accomplish? What are you hoping, you know, how do you kind of hope to leave the world a a different place than the one that you came into? And um, I think that's something that's really important to think about when you make any kind of art or any kind of impact. And, um, And then to kind of remember what your intentions were to be always be able to come back to them and say like, okay, you know, I like lost track of this project or, oh, I haven't worked on this for a long time or like, you know, with your book that you're working on, like, oh, it's taken me a long time to really get going on it. But what is my mission? You know, what am I here to do? Um, And how can I really serve that by working toward this goal that's really important to me? Um, Mm -hmm. And then the, the one third thing that I would add about what it means to be a hero is that heroes make sacrifice. You know, you see this in stories, uh, in any kind of story that you see about a hero on a journey, they usually have to sacrifice usually something that's really important to them. And so kind of what are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve your goal, in order to um, make your art or um, to kind of like get to where you want to be? Because, you know, we can't actually have it all. And so we do have to prioritize one thing for now, you know, and this is something mm-hmm. I tell writers that I work with a lot is like, like when they're like, Oh, I don't know which project to work on, or I don't know how to focus. It's like, right. okay, well, you don't have to just pick one project and then that's your project for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Just pick one thing that you want to focus on right now. See how that goes, you know, and, and then later there will, you know, hopefully life is long and there'll be time to work on something else later. Hmm. I love this idea because I think sometimes we get overwhelmed by, you know, whatever that is that we have that we're trying to give, get, come out and give forth and bring to the forefront. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it can be yeah, really overwhelming overwhelmed. to yeah. take on like a big project. And that's why, you know, another yeah. thing I talk about in the book and that I talk about a lot with writers I work with is, you know, if you're looking at some big goal, like, oh, I want to write a book, mm-hmm. of course, that feels really really daunting, really massive. Mm-hmm. But if you break it down into small, actionable steps, and, you know, I didn't obviously invent this idea. This is something that's been around for a long time, but you'd be surprised how much we just don't want to do it, you know? And I'm guilty of this, too. Like, I, I totally um, need somebody to break it down for me. But, um, but yeah, if you just break it down from, like, oh, I want to write a book to, okay, tomorrow... I'm going to spend one hour working on whatever, you know, like writing down ideas or writing the first, you know, the introduction or the first chapter or just making some notes or just doing a little research. 
just one hour this week, I feel like that's something that everybody could probably commit to. Mm-hmm. I think if you put it like that, then what we're saying is, yeah, you know, this is me. This is so this is so amazing. It's easier to to really come to the forefront and be able to do it. I forget what you call it in the book, the too many headed hydra, something like that, maybe. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that what you call it in the book? Something like that. And I and I was thinking to myself, oh yeah, you know, every minute of every day. But there are people that we can get to help us. I'm really struck by something in the book that I hadn't thought about. And that is when you ask the question of us, you know, to think about mentors versus teacher. And then you talk about the inner mentor. I would love for you to share a little bit of what you've written in the book about that. That's important. Well, so I talk a little bit about the idea of the mentor and how every hero on a journey, uh, you know, in every story, um, tends to kind of run into this older, wiser character who helps them, guides them, gives them gifts sometimes, and kind of like prepares them for the adventure and gives them some insight from their own experiences to what's ahead. And, you know, part of what I talk about in the book is that um, it's really wonderful to have people like that in your life, and I certainly recommend it to everybody, but it's not always possible to just find a mentor. Um, mm-hmm. And what I, what I really encourage people to do is sort of to find those qualities in themselves as well and sort of be your own mentor, meaning like listen to your intuition, uh, listen to your gut. Um, And um, I don't know, something that I try to do when I'm in a difficult situation or or stressed out about something is I kind of ask myself, and I've been, I've been asking myself this a lot the past couple of weeks is um, what would your 85 year old self say about this situation? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I got to tell you, that's a good one because I've been asking myself that as well. And, you know, I'm really struck by my 85 year old self and how similar my 85 year old self is to my grandparents that have come before Mm me and the kind of chutzpah, you know, they had and, you know, what they and I asked my I remember asking my grandma one time and, you know, I guess I would ask my 85 year old self this is what is it in my life that's non-negotiable? I'm actually finding myself asking myself that now, you know, in a couple of business situations and otherwise, you know, what is non-negotiable for me? And do I have the courage to speak it, act upon it, and live with myself because of those decisions? And it's really kind of a tricky thing, but it has to do with, what what are we willing to write about too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. What are what are we willing to write about? What are we willing to spend the time, you know, write, to write a book or to, to commit to any creative project takes hours and hours and hours of time. So mm-hmm. what where you know, like what is non negotiable? Like what are you like, I have to do this. It is worth all the time that I would be putting in. And then also on a bigger level, I mean yeah, like as as I love your question of what is non-negotiable because I've been thinking about that a lot without yeah. putting it into those words. Yeah. Yeah, over the past couple of weeks and like all right, well what what am I kind of willing to fight for? What is um something that like I cannot rest until I've remedied, you know, like in the larger world, I think we see stuff that we want to 
have an impact on, and it can be really overwhelming to be like, oh my God, there's so many problems. Um, but what is, yeah, what is that thing that's non-negotiable that you're like, okay, I just have to do whatever it takes to, to, to help. Yeah. You know, and this is really the question I think a lot of people are asking, um, you know, as we go through, and one of the things you say in the book is you say, be the change. Mm-hmm. And and we've heard that expression, but you're saying this be the change, you know, and you're talking about, you know, what that could possibly mean for us. And here's what I'm struck by. We now live in a world, right, where blogging, that thing called blogging mm-hmm. is like writing and then having pictures and then we have social media. So every day of our lives right now, we have uh, an instrument in front of us that gives us opportunities to express. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never thought in a million years that the the lives that we live now, where we are today in our world, are so focused around what we write. And I would love for you to talk about this a little bit, about this idea of writing. And what do you say in the book? Writing versus typing. See, I read your book. I read your book. Yeah, you really did. (laughs) (laughs) I did read your book. (laughs) Well, yeah, and what I'm talking about there is that, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into the creative process and into any process besides just the kind of act itself, you know. So where I talk about writing versus typing, I'm talking about um, writers feeling really frustrated and insecure about that they're like not working enough according to them when they are doing research they are reading they are like doing all of these things outlining whatever it's all part of the writing process but if Mm -hmm. you're not like typing the words at that moment it feels like oh no i'm not writing and i think that this is really true for us in general you know like it's really like the moment when you cross something off your to-do list you feel like hey i did it but the whole rest of the time leading up to it, even though you're doing all this groundwork that is making whatever it is you ultimately do possible, that doesn't feel like the time that you're, it doesn't feel like it counts, you know, like it doesn't feel like time spent working on the thing itself. And so I think, and even just like on an emotional level, you know, like I think you see people go through a trauma and they feel like, oh, I'm not getting better. I'm not moving forward. But every you're moving forward whether you feel like you're moving forward or not you know and when you do come to that point of being like oh my gosh suddenly something has shifted it didn't just shift that one day you know it was every single day of whatever you were going through leading up to that day when finally it reached a critical mass and it did shift and I mean I'm not a psychologist and I should say I'm not a licensed therapist. Um, I'm a certified life coach. It's quite different, but I mean, I know enough from just all the people that I've worked with and that I've known to see how that works and how it kind of accumulates gradually over time. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, this is part of a bigger conversation about, listen, you know, if we are looking at ourselves, what is it we find? Do we find the goddess? When we come back, we're going to talk about the goddess. We're going to talk about how to identify our natural cycles and make the most of them. Some people say the reason that I waited so long in life is because I have four planets in Sagittarius and four in Capricorn. I don't know. Maybe it's exactly what Kendra wrote in her book. Stay tuned, everybody. 
What is the natural cycle of your life? We'll be right back. This is Leslie Fontaine. It's always surprising where we feel like a victim. We hate that word, but it's a chance to shift that energy where we want something out there to fix us. We are coming from within with the shift. When we find these spots, we get alarmed, but we can allow source, our higher self, and our will to change that intention into empowerment. Choose today to allow that. Choose to forgive yourself and choose to be totally responsible. Are you ready to shift into your best life? Visit lesliefontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Dr. Brie Gibbs is a fourth-generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from goddess light and shamanic healing seminars to private reading sessions, Brie works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Brie's services and products, visit silvergaia.net. That's silver, G-A-I-A Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Hey, everybody. It's so great to have Kendra Levin joining me here today. The book is called The Hero. Sharpen your focus, conquer your demons, and become the writer you are born to be. Um, clearly, there are things in the world. And before the break, I was talking about the goddess where, you know, Kendra's talking about in the book, identify your natural cycles and make the most of them. You know, one of the things I said before the break was some people say to me that the reason I waited so long 
to actually show up, you know, in life the way that I've always wanted to is because I got these four planets in Capricorn and somebody said, oh, that's because you're a late bloomer. I don't know what it is, but I like your idea of cycles. I think it's a cycle where a lot of people are going to be showing up. What do you think, Kendra? <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I really hope so because we need we need a lot of great people right now. Um, it's a scary time. But, yeah, I mean, life uh, has so many natural cycles in it, and nature has so many cycles in it that we're affected by from, you know, the tides to the seasons and, you know, you name it. I mean, just so many parts of our life um, are in a cycle. And um, I think it's, you know, whether you're kind of into the astrology thing or – you're more just looking at really what's right in front of you of like, you know, the seasons changing. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many ways that these cycles affect our lives. And kind of what I'm talking about in the book is that creativity comes in cycles too. And it's really important not to beat yourself up about that. You know, like I've just seen writers go through periods where they're like, oh my God, I can't produce anything. It's making me crazy. And I mean, of course, it's much uh, more stressful if you are, writing professionally and you're on a mm-hmm. deadline, you can't kind of just sit back and relax. But um, creativity is, is a part of nature because we are a part of nature. And, you know, sometimes you're really super inspired and other times you're, it's not that you're uninspired, but you're maybe taking things in, you're absorbing, you're reading or you're walking around, you know, taking in stuff about the world around you and you're storing it up just the way a seed you know, kind of stores up energy, and then in the spring, it sprouts. And um, I think it's really important for creative people and and just for people in general to acknowledge these sort of, like, different phases of our lives where sometimes we're putting stuff out there, sometimes we're taking stuff in, and just Mm -hmm. sort of it's going to come out in a different form, but we don't know what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if I were to ask you, in the world right now, you know, what is it that um, you believe will call people forth now? What is it? Is there an energy? Is there something you're sensing that is going to create a world with more heroes than we've ever had before? Um, what would you say to that? And, you know, how does your conversation in the book about the shadow uh, which I learned about, you know, I love, I learned about this from Campbell too, you know, the shadow, how, how does hero shadow co, how do I say, uh, not cooperate, but how do we co-mingle in the world today? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And I wish I had a, a real answer to that, mm-hmm. but I mean, what I would say is that, you know, the, the moment when the hero encounters the shadow is when, um, the hero really has to come face to face with like everything that is most scary, most daunting, most um, like deepest, darkest fears um, manifested in this like one form and kind of really, really deal with them. And I think in a lot of ways that's what's happening in this country right now for people on both sides, actually, you know, um, there's this sort of like manifestation of of one's greatest fears um, popping up and people are dealing with it in different ways. Uh, and I think that the thing about the encounter with the shadow, that's really important for us to all think about and be aware of and sort of take to heart right now is that, um, it's, 
it's the scariest and most difficult moment in the hero's journey, and it is also the moment when the hero grows and evolves and becomes who they are really kind of um, their best or or most fully realized self. And I think for a lot of people right now, myself included, who are really <laughs> concerned, upset, afraid about what's going on, um, it's really, really unpleasant to be confronted with your shadow and to be confronted with sort of this um, encapsulation of all the things you're most afraid of. Um, and I also believe that we, and I really believe this, Dr. Pat, that we have it within us to let that shadow um, bring out the best in us, the strongest, the bravest, the most resilient within us, and um, to use that to uh, empower us to overcome what we're facing and, and to ultimately create a better world um, and to, to sort of come out of that encounter being stronger and better people for it. Mm. I hope. Uh, yeah. Well, you know? I mean, we've seen it throughout time. Yes. You know, we've seen it throughout time. You know, we've seen the things that uh, you and I are reflecting upon right now, you know, that we, we've seen. I think the question really is, I mean, l let's just talk about one thing in particular. Let's mm -hmm. just clear, let's just clear something up right now. Uh, and that is a perspective that the world had about our young people. So here we are. I, as a matter of fact, I read an article somebody sent to me about two months ago about the millennials uh, and wrote me an article. And this was a millennial who wrote about millennials. And this thing went viral, right? Went all over the place. And it was this clip of, of, of someone who called herself a millennial talking about who millennials are, that they don't want to work, they feel entitled, then this, then the other thing. Uh, they, they don't really, I mean, it went on and on about what millennials don't believe in. And I think for the record, I think we've kind of like, you know, and what we've seen in the last two weeks, I think we got to put that perspective aside a little bit because okay. let's yeah. talk about heroes because what people are looking at is some people see what's happening on the streets as heroism. Some people are looking at it as demonism mm -hmm. and, and, you know, but in any case, it is certainly not the sound of silence yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. And so Absolutely. how do we talk about this? I mean, you cover both in the book. Well, so, I mean, I think that anytime somebody's making a generalization about that broad of a swath of people, you have to be, you have to be suspicious of it. Like you can't say anything about all millennials, except that they're all around the same age. I mean, that's about the only thing that all millennials have in common, you know? And, um, I think that we are living in a time right now where indifference is the true worst thing. I mean, I think that um, there's nothing more dangerous than indifference right now. But I mm -hmm. agree with you that I don't think that the the generation that's known as millennials is indifferent. I mean, I'll, I will confess something. I'm a millennial. Um, I'm sort of at like the very oldest end of it. Mm -hmm. And when I look around my peers, my friends, uh, my colleagues, you know, the people that I know, and definitely people younger than I am, I mean, I see people going to protest. I see, you know, a lot of us were working 
really hard uh, to prevent the ultimate outcome of what happened in this election. Uh, we weren't mm-hmm. successful, but we worked our butts off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I see a lot of really motivated people that are now really taking action, making phone calls, mm-hmm. writing letters, um, yeah. forming groups, um, preparing to march on Washington. You know, like mm-hmm. there's there's very little indifference, at least among the people that I know. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not in a bubble. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about being in bubbles right now, but. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what's the bit, what's the problem with being in a bubble? Let's talk about the bubble. Um, you know, I, it, uh, across our history, years. I mean, as a matter of fact, do you do you want to know what the most talked about bubble has been over a 2000 year period? Hmm. Guess guess who in today's era would be called being in the bubble? He <laughs> walked the earth 2000 years ago. Just saying. Right. Contrary to everybody around him, contrary to popular demand, contrary to what was fashionable, you know, contrary to everything that anyone ever believed in, contrary to the forces that ran, you know, the political systems, contrary, contrary, contrary. And by the way, if I might say, and you all can email me, but you, you know, I I do know the Bible. I really have to admit that. But contrary to popular belief, I believe he was one of the first and most famous famous protesters as he got up on him, that mule. And he took himself right to that temple. And so isn't it interesting how we define heroes? Some people called him a hero. Other people did not. But throughout history, don't we get to define for ourselves who the heroes are and what the hero is within well, completely, and and I think what it what it, what that really comes down to, like who do you define as a hero? That yeah. really comes down to your core values, and you yeah. know, back to what I was saying earlier about like yeah. a hero is somebody who protects what's important to them and serves a greater cause, whatever yeah. that cause might be. And so I think when we look for heroes um, to admire, you know, whether yeah. we're looking in history, whether we're looking in fiction. Um, or religion or whatever, um, I think we look for people whose values really align with our own and where we look at that person and we go like, oh, you know, what this person's doing really resonates with me. And whether that's, um, you know, a historical figure or a character from Star Wars, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter in a way who it is, because if we can look at a hero and see um, that bit of ourselves in them, it's it's a way it's a it's a mirror in a way it's a way of us mm-hmm. being like oh wow these are the parts of myself that are really important to me yeah I should really nurture them and I should really honor them and kind of give them a forum to help me live my life based on them and I think that'll help mm-hmm. all of us live lives that are really authentic and that do enhance the world. You know, um, my mom. My mom's from the South, my, my, my stepmom's from the South. And I never forgot the values that my mom instilled on us girls. Um, three girls and my brother came 10 years later. But I remember right before my birthday or close to a birthday that I had in December, my mom was just crying, just crying, crying, crying. And, and, 
I, I ask her about, you know, I was very young. I mean, these, this is like a little child, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I don't know, but who likes to see anybody cry? Nobody. And I remember later on in life, as I got to be older, my mom had this date that she would pull out in front in December. And it wasn't until I was eight years old that I, I finally understood and later on in life. She had been so struck by the act of Rosa Parks. She had been Rosa Parks. She had been so struck by the act of Rosa Parks that it, it, a woman from the South and coming from a small town where, you know, on the farm that we had, people of all colors, everybody came together. She was so struck by this that she called that day out. And it was December 1st because my birthday's on the 11th. So she had called this day out as a day that she would hold close to her heart for the rest of her life. I never wow. forgot that. That's amazing. I never forgot that. And people asked me as I grew up older, why, where did you learn to be a rebel? You know what? The gift that I was given was this woman who was able to share her values with us as children And I want to ask you this question. How will the world see the heroes that we choose to be today? What kind of impact will they leave on the world? Because I'm telling you, I never forgot this story. My mother talked about it every December for her entire life and my life, Mm. right? How can our heroes help cultivate generations of good things in the world? What a great question. I mean, I I wish I had an easy answer. Um, Mm. I think if I knew, I'd start the revolution. But, you know, (laughs) I I think that that, um, we are living in a time right now where Mm -hmm. um, if I had a bat signal, I would shine it up in the sky. You know, like I think that what the world needs right now is some, some true heroes and... Um, and really what I mean by that is just people that are guided by their values and by, you know, just like what you're describing with your mother, like that are guided by what is really important to them and that see, um, a way to bring people together and Mm -hmm. to, um, to help other people. Like so many people are so kind of frustrated and feel so powerless right now. Um, I know I feel that way, and mm-hmm. I think what we really need is some people who really just have the gift of the gift of leadership to mm-hmm. kind of step up and mm-hmm. um, and bring people together. And I think that where that you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, I don't know, that's probably not me," uh, don't be so sure. Uh, yeah, right. Because I think that, you know, having the gift of leadership doesn't necessarily mean that you are a boss at your job or mm-hmm. that you um, are, like, I don't know, the oldest child in your family and you're always telling right. somebody what to do or, or whatever. You know, like, the gift of leadership often just means that um, you're a good listener, not just good at talking to people, but that you really listen um, and that you really pay attention to what's going on. And sometimes it's as simple as that um, to start a whole movement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, as I, as I was reading through your book and it's a powerful message, I want to ask you this question. I know we've got a few minutes left and that is there are many, many books that have been written, you know, many of them uh, folks know about 
and there are some books that folks don't know about. Um, I love what you say here in the book, and I would love for you to talk about this. You say, uh, you say, says Joseph Campbell, the hero himself is that which he had come to find. I love that. The hero himself is that which he has come to find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really what The Hero Is You, uh, my book, is about, is, um, yes, maybe you finish your book, Maybe you complete your project, you accomplish your goal, but what what your sort of like deeper goal ultimately is, is to discover the version of you that has finished this project, you know, like <laughs> it's about the process. It's a, And, you know, that's why, like, yeah, there are a lot of books out there about craft, uh, writing craft, and a lot of books out there about getting how to get published, and many of them I think are really fantastic. What I really set out to do is to write about process because yes. I think it's sort of under underappreciated, um, underrated, but process is how we do anything that we do. And um, and through that process, through the day-to-day slog of um, going after our goals, by the time we get to the end and we have the thing we wanted, it's we have so much more because we have the whole personal journey that we've gone through in the pursuit of that goal. So not just mm. the thing itself, but really, yeah, the hero is you and, and the sort of the reward is you too. Mm. Wow. Um, I want to do this real quick for those of you out there. I'd love to give a copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. We'd like to pick up first caller. 1-800-930-2819. Um, Dr. You know, Pat, before we wrap up, do do you have yeah. time for me to ask you a question? Yeah, I would love to. And I was just going to say, but boy, okay, good. Yeah, we <laughs> we do. We we literally have, believe it or not, we have a whole five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've just been dying to ask you this question sure. since we started chatting, um, because you know I'm a life coach, and this is kind of mm-hmm. uh, my jam. Um, so, what do you think it's going to take for you to write your book? Um. You know what I think it's going to take for me to write my book? And, um, uh, you know, here is what I want to say about it. Um, There are many things that I've had to discover in my lifetime. And, you know, what it's going to take for me to write my book is being at the place that I am now in the world today. I think the thing that it's going to take me to write my book has just happened. And I don't think I'm like, I I don't think I'm unlike any other uh, of the folks that you, you've got in this book or people you've worked with. What is it that compels us enough to be able to do things? You know, I don't, I know you're familiar with this, but it's one of my favorite. It's from um, Walt Whitman. It's from Leaves of Grass. And it's love the earth and the sun and the animals, despise riches, give, give alms to everyone that asks, stand up for the stupid and crazy, devote your income and labor to others, hate tyrants, argue not concerning God, have patience and indulgence towards people, take off your hat to nothing known or unknown, or to any man or number of men, go freely with powerful, uneducated persons and with the young and with the mothers of family, re-examine all re-examine all you have been told in school or in church or in any book and here's what's on my wall in my office Mm. dismiss 
dismiss whatever insults your own soul and your very flesh shall be a great poem and have the richest fluency not only in its words but in the silent lines of its lips and face and between the lashes of your eyes and in every motion and joint of your body that's what will compel me Mm. having a sense that this is the time we live in and this is what's being called forth for me at least yeah, today. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I love that, Whitman. It's so, yeah, so apt. And you I know. Know, <laughs> if I, if I kind of leave you, Dr. Pat, with anything, I guess sure. it would be just like, I'm so curious to know when you're going to write your book and, and to, <laughs> to see you take that step, because what I hear just from our conversation is that you've had this life that has surprised you in many ways and has brought you to unexpected places, and you're now really living, like, your fullest life um, and and that you really love it. And, like, I cannot think of a better place uh, to start from, though people have started from many places that aren't as happy, but um, I can't think of a better place for you to start from, and and I uh, I can't wait to read it. Wow. Thank you so very much. I got one last question for you. I know I got a couple of minutes left. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us all with? And thank you for all that you do. Oh, thanks, Dr. Pat. Um, so, I mean, I guess if I would leave folks with anything, it would be just this idea that you are a hero, kind of whether you recognize it or not. I think, you know, hopefully you will recognize it at some point in your life, but um, that um, just by being somebody who puts things into the world, who makes art or, or writes or who um, takes care of people or who does, you know, whatever it is that you are compelled to do, it makes you a hero and that you're capable of doing so much. And I just, I don't know, I just, I'm just so excited to see people um, fulfill what they are capable of and, mm. um And I hope many more people will do so. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for today. Please tell folks about your website again and how they can get a copy of of the book. Absolutely. So you can find me on my website. It's KendraCoaching.com, just K-E-N-D-R-A Coaching. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Kendra Levin, just my name. You can um, find me on Instagram also by Kendra Levin and Facebook. Kendra Levin, Life Coach for Writers. Um, You can also follow my blog on Psychology Today. Just go to Psychology Today and search for my name, Kendra Levin. Um, And to find the book, The Hero is You, um, you can get it from a chain store like Barnes & Noble. You can get it from Mm -hmm. Amazon. And you can get it from, of course, your local indie bookstore or on IndieBound. You notice, you notice throughout the show, I mispronounce your name instead of saying Kendra Levin, right? And oh, you, you, you won't does. hold that against me. You won't <laughs> no, hold that against does. me. Uh, all right, cool. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Kendra's amazing. So are you all. And remember, another hour on Transformation Talk Radio coming up right now. <laughs> 